Here comes the Here comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really want it like We're back in business. Kent Wyrock is back in the lineup. Unfortunately, we had to cut Matt Okada. He is not going to be in a starting lineup today. He is on vacation. I, he went somewhere crazy, right? It was pretty cool. Alaska. I, you, you guys, he went to Alaska. Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's pretty actually awesome. I'm yes. a little bit jealous, but he's going to be jealous. He doesn't get to jump in this mock draft episode with Matthew Betts, Jen Smith, and myself. We are a trio tonight. We are the perfect triangle. We're going to know what we're doing when we come and picking these guys. We're going to have a solid lineup, solid sleepers, solid everything for you getting this mock draft done here on a Monday. It is a Monday mock draft episode. So how are you guys doing, Betts, Jen? I'm doing great. I am, uh, I'm excited to do our first mock live on the pod here tonight. It'll be fun to kind of see where we all sit on these guys and where we all uh, plant our flag and, and our takes. So I'm excited to do that. As far as how I'm doing, I am exhausted. My girlfriend and I were in Denver over the weekend for a wedding. So um, it was a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm happy to be home and happy to see these two familiar faces on my computer. Absolutely. I'm excited to do our first mock draft Monday. I really am. I mean, the first time we've been on the on the pod, we've been talking about wanting to do a mock um, and record it and and release it. So for a bit now, so I, I'm excited about tonight. It's a shame Okada won't be here, but he'll come back. We'll do another one. So bets, I did happen to see on Twitter that you made it out to the Red Rocks for a hiking trip. As a red shirt, you just had to go to the only place <laughs> named Red in the entire state of Colorado, didn't you? Absolutely. It was on the uh, on the must-do <laughs> list for the weekend. And of course, when I was there, I wore my red shirt. So it's only fitting. There you go. And if you've never actually been to Red Rocks, it's an outstanding venue. It is very, very cool. Uh, even just oh, hiking was, up there, which is, yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. We hiked and um, there wasn't a show when we were there. So we just kind of saw the venue and like you mentioned, hiking, but uh, definitely breathtaking and an awesome experience for anyone that can never get out there and do that. I would highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start moving over into these next couple of segments we got. I mean, right, right ahead in the beginning, we're going to go ahead and read off a review. Uh, we've had quite a few more come in as we've gotten going off the ground here through six episodes. This is number seven. I can't believe we're already nearing like double digits coming up soon. It, I feel like we started this yesterday. So it's incredible. Thank you so much for all the reviews. I think they've all been five stars so far. Not sure if we deserve that, but we're trying our hardest and we do appreciate it. So this one comes in from at UDD works on Twitter. And that is apparently it stands for upside down drafting. I, I'm not going to claim that I'm doing that today for the mock draft, but that's an interesting technique and I might have to try it. This is titled the red coats are coming. I mean, shirts. Excited to listen to the next episodes. Go, Matt Okada, go. Nice job. Enjoy your work and keep bringing the quality takes with detailed insight. Looking forward to more content and discussions. Excellent pod. Fun stuff. Thanks. Well, thank you at UDD Works. We really appreciate that. I mean, I don't know how much you can really hype up Okada when he's not even committed to coming on the show. But you know what? We'll just let that slide. I I can't even talk. I wasn't on the last episode. But... (laughs) um. We do appreciate the review. Uh, hopefully you reached out to us either uh, via our Twitter handle, which is at redshirtsffpod, uh, and let us know you left us a review, or you emailed us at, uh, excuse me, our email address is redshirtspod at gmail.com. So go ahead and reach out to us if you leave us a review, give you a chance to jump in that listener league with us. We got to start thinking about four minutes soon. I mean, it's, it's almost July. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we're starting to get to drafting season. And I'm not talking about like us, like we're like the degenerate fantasy football fans that just never stop drafting. I mean, like actual draft season. And so it's exciting. And that's why we got to jump in a mock draft and show people how we'll, we feel about these guys and their value and ADP and stuff like that. So I think it's important to have an ADP, uh, excuse me, a mock draft episode at this time in the year. What do you guys, you, you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
mock drafts are, are fun, not only just because it's fantasy football and when is that not fun, but you get to play around with your roster construction and you get to choose um, different types of players, whether they be more high upside guys or, you know, high floor guys, PPR guys, what have you. Um, and it just lets you kind of visualize what your roster might look like come actual draft day. And so I think that that's, it's an awesome tool that you can use leading into your, your real draft. Um, and like I said, it gives you a nice lay of the land in terms of where these guys are going for ADP um, and what your roster looks like, depending on what strategy you might take. Absolutely. I, I'd say it, it's the number one way to prepare for your drafts come August um, is to do as many mocks as you possibly can, do it with different people, try different strategies, wait on a QB for one, Go for an early QB on another one, look at your team, see what you like, see what you don't like, change it up, and just kind of prepare for the big ones coming in August uh, for money when you're, or, or for fun, what have you. But I think they're the best possible way to prep. Besides doing your research, that's how you do it. You learn. Like, I'm excited just to see how you two are going to, are going to work with me on this team. <laughs> so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this is going to go down. I- we're we're gonna realize on this episode how divided we are yes. on some of these guys. Right. This is where we find out where the <laughs> hatred lies in our group. So it's gonna be interesting. Hang on tight mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy the ride. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, we got a little <laughs> bit of news. Yeah, I've, this is the first official pod where we have sound bites and drops going on. So. Uh, the crew is loving it. They're just giggling in the background right now, and it's awesome. But all right, Anchorman moving on is one to of the news. best best movies and best comedies oh, from yeah, you know, uh, a few years ago. So anytime I hear it, I just crack up. Well, plus I'll probably end up getting more quotes from it and yeah. other movies too. But <laughs> plus, there's always we're always doing the gif where they all jump because there's four of them. There's four of us. It's kind of like you know we're channeling them a bit. So absolutely, it, exactly. <laughs> It's perfect. I have a nice burgundy suit in my closet I've just been waiting to throw on. So. Oh, man. You know what you just did, Kent. <laughs> you know exactly oh, what you no. just did. I actually, I, I'm completely lying, so I'd have to go out and buy one now just to follow up on that. But <laughs> Anyway, we got a couple of small pieces of news. I don't think anything here is really significant, but just a little, you know, a couple of bites to, to chew on and kind of think about. Uh, first things first, we had the coach... The new coach of the Denver Broncos, Vance Joseph, saying that Royce Freeman absolutely could win the lead job as the running back for the Denver Broncos. And I know we talked about these rookie running backs and their situations not too long ago, and we certainly went over it pretty extensively. So, um, I mean, is this is this enough proof for either of you guys to start moving him up your rankings, or is it just coach speak? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean... The only proof that I need to move Devontae Booker, or I'm sorry, Royce Freeman up in my rankings is to watch Devontae Booker run uh, <laughs> because I'm not a Booker fan. I'm not a believer. Uh, and I talked about this actually on our last last pod. Um, and just that, you know, because Booker, I think, is such a an average type player in this league, I think that the door is wide open for Freeman to take um, take control of that backfield. And if the coach is, is giving him some confidence to do that, I don't think that there's any reason for us not to believe it's a possibility. I feel the same way. I think at this point, all it makes me feel is a little bit more confident that it's not negative things coming out. If there weren't positive things coming out, that, that would be an issue for me. So I'm not necessarily bumping anybody up. I'm just kind of feeling it out as far as that goes. All it does is just let me know that we're on the track for him possibly getting that lead role. And that's sort of where we feel like, you know, he's going to be anyway. So it's just it's just good to hear. It's encouraging, but I'm not taking, you know, putting too much weight in it. Yeah, I'm going to leave it with with one of my go to lines at this time of year is that everyone looks good in OTAs. (laughs) So coach can say whatever he wants. I'm not going to believe it. You know, I'm not going to put any like real weight into it but it's something to think about and I think already people had these thoughts so it, it doesn't really move the needle for me much uh, it just is intriguing to see it actually vocalized by the coach so something Can't worth win. noting at least when a when a coach comes out and says something negative do you read more into that uh yes actually I probably would because there's really no reason for them to do it, it I mean you never want to like what's the opposite of hype you never want to drag down your player's value because there's always the potential for a player to be traded you always think that a a player can reach his potential you always sell that because at the end of the day these teams are heavily based in value 
Whether or not they ever actually live up to it, that's another question. But a team is never going to take their guy and throw him in the dumpster and say, he's he's hot garbage. Just why did we draft him? I, have you ever heard that? I don't think I've ever heard that. So No, I haven't heard um, that. But I have heard coaches come out and just kind of give them, you know, a little bit of a fire um, oh, yeah. under their kind players. Kind of rib them just a little bit. Yeah, motivation. Yeah, I get that. Um, none of them are probably going to be as uh, crazy as I just was. Uh, no, and that's, no that's definitely not. Pro- probably why I'm not an NFL head coach. But anyway, I think, on to the next. I was just oh, going to yeah, say. Sorry, no, go for it. I yeah. think in that case, um, what would concern me is if he came out now after us thinking that Royce was going to get the, at least the opportunity for the lead back role and coming out and like affirming that they're going to be a running back by committee. That's the kind of sort of negative coming out, come, you know, comments from the coach itself that, that might make me a little bit more weary of him. So that's more what I meant by negative. I would hope no coach would come out and just badmouth yeah, the player, it, but you know, it's possible. So no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but let's, let's move past that real yes. quick. Uh, up next, we got just a little bit of injury quote unquote news. I guess you call it is Randall Cobb was spotted wearing a walking boot. And now in my mind, when I went to put this on the show doc, I wasn't really thinking to myself, this is about Randall Cobb. What this means to me is that there are vacant targets in green Bay left in the wake of Jordy Nelson and the green Bay Packers drafted two guys with you know, considerable mid-round uh, value to them. Jaron Moore, or excuse me, Jamon Moore. And what's the other one? It's, uh, I always forget his name. Oh, they got Equinemius St. Brown. Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That crazy name. That's why I can't remember it. Yeah, but anyway. I don't know name. It, yeah, exactly. So they got guys who are ready to step up. And frankly, I mean, you know, Randall Cobb's, been around for a while. He's had one really decent season, and that's pretty much it. He's already, you know, twenty seven, and he's got a lot of tread on his tires. I don't, I don't really see him turning into much at this point in his career. So, seeing him with a lingering injury screams to me could be like a nail in the coffin type scenario. Yeah, I don't know the the exact details of the injury. I think it's. Uh... One of the guys that covers the team for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel um, ran into Randall Cobb actually at the airport and saw Cobb with the the boot on his right foot. And Cobb didn't really you know give him many details about what happened. And there hasn't been any news reports coming out about any injuries that he sustained during OTAs or minicamp or anything. Um, so there's not really much to know about what's going on here. So. Uh, he he indicated that he thinks he'll be ready for week one so we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens here as july goes by and then august so not really much going on there in terms of, of news but just something to monitor for sure yeah no i mean i think that's really it it's it's just kind of like a mystery situation and so again we'll just kind of keep an eye on it and see if that offers anything later down the road but anyway on to the last little piece of news. This is about Julian Edelman. As we all know, he got a suspension for apparently a mysterious drug that no one has ever heard of being, you know, popping him on a drug test. And so he got hit with that suspension. But he is apparently coming back at them hard in terms of the appeal case. So, you know, this might be a little dip if you're still doing like best ball drafts and stuff like that. You might be able to hit a little dip before this appeal comes back because i'm not gonna lie it the way it made it sound is like the nfl didn't even know what they suspended him for and if that's the best they can do when it comes to like the final case against him i i bet the appeal at least gets dropped a couple games i don't know do you guys feel any different on that or i never really know what to expect with these appeals to be honest so i always kind of plan for the the worst and then hope for the best i've been grabbing shares of Edelman. He's been falling, falling, falling. And to me, four games is difficult. It really is. But in, in spaces like best ball, for example, he, he's falling pretty low. And to me, when I snag him at that point, he misses four games, let's say. Brady's somebody that comes out and he's like, kind of, you know, F you. I'm going to, now I'm going to target Edelman more than I've ever targeted him before. You're not going to take away my, I mean, I just think that that they're going to go off after that point. So for me, I grabbed as bunch of sh- you know as many shares as I could, and I'm going to keep doing it most likely yeah. all season. When redraft, I'm going to have to kind of see where his ADP is come August, but he's going to be a PPR monster when he comes back. So 
Yeah, and I think, you know, we might get to this in our mock today. He might be on the board at a certain round that we're going to target him. But if he is falling into double-digit rounds and this appeal ends up going through, and even if he gets, you know, his suspension reduced by a game or two games or even dropped, I mean, that that draft pick is just going to look brilliant. Um, and the return on that investment is going to be through the roof. So he's a guy that I'm definitely hoping keeps falling in drafts as, uh, as the summer goes on. Um, and like you mentioned, Kent, maybe this could be an opportunity to capitalize on a, a positive news report coming out that his suspension is dropped. Yep. And, uh, you know, I know we mostly focus on redraft, but of course, you know, if you want to try and get a discount in like a dynasty or keeper trade right now too, I mean, that's totally within the realm of possibility in my opinion. So good time to look at that. Just keep an eye on that appeal. I think that's going to be one that has more news coming out with it. Uh, and on that note, Mock. Yeah. <laughs> it is the mock yeah. draft episode that's all i <laughs> i didn't want to put the whole song in there because i felt like that was just gonna take so long to get over with but um yeah we're gonna do a mock draft so here's a little bit of background information about how we're gonna set this out we are on Sleeperbot doing this mock draft today this is gonna be a 12 team half ppr draft we're gonna have 60 seconds per pick and it's gonna be 15 rounds Myself, Jen, and Matthew will be drafting as one team. And now we don't know what our draft position was going into this. I am about to randomize this, and I have not uh, done it yet. But we're about to find out that we will be drafting from the 10th position. So let me go ahead and drop us into the 10th slot here. All these other picks are going to be drafted by the SleeperBot AI, artificial intelligence. So some of them might be a little bit wonky, but I think once you get through a round or two, it kind of sort of evens out. So, you know, we'll, we'll take that with a grain of salt, but I think in general, it should be about accurate. So do you guys have any kind of strategies you've been employing? I mean, we're going from the 10 spot here. So back half of the first round. You know, do we want to consider like a zero RB or just kind of go value based hybrid, something like that? I don't know how you guys heavily weight draft strategies. I kind of have them only about middle of the road, but I don't know. Tell me what you're thinking from the 10 spot. In the drafts that I've done from the 10 spot, I've actually liked my team a lot in the first two rounds because you're so close to the turn. You can pair a, a running back who's a top tier guy and a wide receiver who's a top tier guy. And then moving into the later rounds, your team is pretty set. So in this position, I like to go um, value-based based off who's there, but um, I'm not sure. Jen, what about you? What I've been finding when you're at the back half of the of the first round is that the top tier running backs are starting to get pretty, I mean, the top, top tier are gone. And so you're looking at tier two, tier three right there. And it really is the decision about, depending on who's left, of course, are you going to snag your running backs right there? Um, you got it at the turn, so you have the 10 spot and then the, the two in the second round. And so I think in most of them, I've been going one running back, one wide receiver, but it, it's all going to depend on who's there. But I've just found it's been hard to look at my team as far as running backs are concerned. If I pass completely on running back in that first round, I'm looking I'm looking to kind of um, later on, I have to pay more attention to that position to try and get guys to, to bounce back. I'm not fully satisfied with my running back um, tier uh, core, I guess you could say, when I'm done. So it'll be interesting just to see who's left. Um, but that's usually where I found myself, um, you know, drafting at that point. Yeah, and actually, real quick, before we get started, I, I mentioned that we we're going to give ourselves 60 seconds per pick. Well, that doesn't really work so well on a podcast. <laughs> we're going to bump that up to uh, five minutes because I'm pretty sure the, the CPUs just pick right away. So just give ourselves a little bit of time to make our selection and uh, Talk it not out. be super rushed. We'd be at pick number 10. We'd be like, oh, my God, I want to pick this guy. <laughs> Got to have like <laughs> 20 seconds each to explain our case. So let's let's and bump actually, that up a little bit. Kent, and for our listeners, too, that use SleeperBot or are interested in using SleeperBot, um, you yeah. can actually pause your draft. So yep. for our purposes, the time won't really matter because you can just hit pause. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But it's it's kind of nice, too, for, for practicing draft strategies for that kind of thing for you know, our listeners that are going to be using SleeperBot, you can go in and you can kind of sit down and actually not have the pressure of the time clock <laughs> forcing you to just hit select um, yeah, out right. of panic. So you can you can think about your selection a little bit more. But yeah, for the purposes of our pod, it'd be nice to just to pause it and then talk it out. Agreed. All right. Without further ado, we are going to begin the draft. So here we go. 
All right, so off the board, we had Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Brown, Alvin Kamara, David Johnson, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., and <gasps> Leonard Fournette. So that's a pretty usual slate of guys. And it's, you know, mostly running backs. We've kind of seen that up until this point uh, with the, the, the mock drafts this offseason and how people are, you know, valuing these running backs after they exploded last year. So, guys, I see top of my list right now i see deandre hopkins yes uh, i see i like julio jones here even still um do, you, do any of you guys like a running back no there's melvin gordon kareem hunt no uh, for me it's hopkins no doubt i i'm kind of surprised he fell that far i have not seen barkley and fournette go before him so for me it's a it's a no-brainer i would go hopkins but i'm i mean i'm open for what you guys think but see that's the, that's what i mean typically right here he'd be gone Right. And then it would be a, a choice between Julio and one of those running backs. So Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook. And honestly, people have been going McKinnon even um, right here at the end and then uh, of the first beginning of the second I have seen as far as running backs go. So, wow, that is that's crazy. I know to go it's down. ridiculous. It really is. It, it's yeah. gotten out of hand. Honestly, I think people even see Devonta Freeman and say, well, he's sharing the backfield with Tevin Coleman. So I'm going to go McKinnon. And I'm just like, I, Anyways, we don't have to go all the way there. But yeah. for me, I'm surprised that Hopkins there. That would be my vote. Yeah, at this point, if this is actually happening in my draft, I'm clicking Hopkins and smash mm-hmm. uh, smash the draft button because that's a, an right? awesome value for last year's <laughs> number one overall wide receiver, right. um, especially in any sort of PPR setting. So I'm, I'm definitely good with that pick. Okay, well, we have two votes for Hopkins, and the commissioner's going to veto. I'm just kidding. No, it's obviously Hopkins here. Um He's just been unbelievable with uh, just an amalgamation of terrible quarterback play. Uh, you know, even his worst season with Brock Osweiler, I think he was still a, a wide receiver, you know, two at worst. I, at, I don't think he made it below there. So how do you not take this wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside? And Deshaun Watson, if he comes back full form or even close to it, he's going to be outstanding. So we're going with our first pick at number 10. We're going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like we're already winning. Like, I feel like we won. We we won the draft. (laughs) You win the draft in round one. Everyone knows this. So (laughs) after DeAndre Hopkins, we had Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon, and Julio Jones, who I would have loved, 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 loved to get here. Having that one-two combo would have been unbelievable. But he did get snagged. So let's talk our options. We got, you know, just top of the board here based on SleeperBots ADP. We have Michael Thomas. We have Devonta Freeman. Devonte Adams and Keenan Allen, LaShawn McCoy. I think beyond there, it's kind of sketchier unless you guys see someone who kind of strikes your fancy down here. I guess AJ green. I mean, he slipped a lot this last year. And to be honest, I'm not sure why I think it's Dalton. If we're getting age, I think it's just Dalton fear. I, I, I do. Yeah. Dalton's players elevate him. So, you know, I, I just think last year we saw, just green not be able to kind of get the momentum that we've seen him in seasons past. And I think, you know, even as good as he was and is in general, his talent wise, you know, he has Andy Dalton throwing to him. I do think they'll improve this year, but out of those guys, he's not even, I I don't think I would be looking at him. Yeah. There's one guy that really, Oh, I I was going to say this was one guy that strikes, strikes out as maybe above the rest here. And I think it's Keenan Allen. Especially in you know any any PPR, Keenan Allen's more valuable, and he's amazingly good in the slot. And I don't I don't think anyone can really match him out of the slot in the NFL right now. So I like him right here, going that wide receiver, wide receiver, and then we can try and aim for some middle round running backs. That's been pretty common back half for the first strategy. So how do you, bets? Yeah. How do you feel? That's about what I was that? thinking. Bets. What do you think? Because Hunter Henry's yeah, gone, so I could see the Keenan Allen and a half PPR thing. What do you think? This is a perfect opportunity to point out to our listeners that you need to let the draft just kind of unfold and come to you and your strategy cannot be locked in because if we were going to say, okay, we got to come around, come away from these ter- first two rounds with one wide receiver and one running back, mm-hmm. we would definitely be reaching for uh, a running back here who I don't think should be drafted at this this draft capital. So right. um, I'm definitely with you guys. I'm, I'm okay going wide receiver here. Keenan Allen is a guy that I love. So it's for me between him and another guy, Devontae Adams. I love him. Um, who I think just with the upside of Aaron Rodgers is 
a very safe pick. Um, so either one of those two, and I'm perfectly happy. I am 100% in agreement with what Beth just said. And, and I really did go into this thinking one RB, one wide receiver, and you just can't pass this up. It's going to be wide receiver, wide receiver here. Can't go ahead yeah, and take your so, guy. Let's let's get Allen. Well, oh oh, I, I was hearing two votes for Adams. So oh, okay, okay, I thought you were oh, going to go I mean, Keenan there. I'm I going mean, Ke- if we take. I would vote if Allen. we take Devonte Adams. You know that as a Vikings fan, I'm going to have to like start a skull chain afterwards to shake off that <laughs> Packer yucky that I'm going to have. Um, Real quick, Kent, can you just can yeah. you give our listeners a skull chain? Because I'm not sure what that sounds like. No, I absolutely cannot. That was a nice try, but uh, dang it! Next in time, in guys, due sorry. time, in due time. Actually, we did the. I was at the Fantasy Footballers Live uh, recording, and we did the Skull Chant before they started the show. So I think that show comes out on Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. I was also on the live stream. If you want to scope out my my sweet beard. So anyway, back to this mock draft we're doing. I'm um, yeah, I'm right, fine with Keenan. I really am. Let's. How about this? We're just going to do final vote. Okay. Just say one name. Okay. Jen, who are you picking? Keenan. Betts. Adams. Oh, you're going to leave me with the deciding vote. Well, I I, I was touting Keenan Allen earlier, so we're going to grab him. He's, I think, a nice, safe floor guy compared to Hopkins, who could be a little bit more on the boom-bust style. I mean, he's really not because he's awesome. But Right. As far uh, as half going with PPR, Keenan Allen. As far as half PPR, full PPR, I don't think I could feel better coming out. Even if if we had Adams, even if it was Hopkins and Adams, Hopkins and Allen, I'm just I'm feeling good. Where our running backs yeah. are going to be, I am wondering. So this should be interesting. Yeah. I agree. So we went through the back half of the second round and the the first part of the third round. So that was about twenty uh, eighteen picks. So we had a lot of. People go off the board here. Uh, looks like mostly wide receivers. And then there was two tight ends. Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey went at 2-8 and 3-9 respectively. So we're going to look at this slate of guys that's left over here for us. And now it doesn't still look very good for running back. And this is, this is something I've kind of noticed in the third round is if you miss out on any of the, like the top 20 running backs you might as well wait until you get to the the high upside guys in the middle rounds because you're not getting anyone here who has we got like Derrick Henry we have Jay Ajayi we have Alex Collins who I know we have some fans of on this show so that might be an interesting talk and then we also have Rashad Penny who we have some fans of on this show um (laughs) so there's some there's some intriguing options um tell you what bets I want you to take someone from this list in front of us right here and make a case for them. All right. So I think looking at these names on this list, you you brought up the point that the running back position does get thin. But one other good strategy to use, especially when you're at the turn, it's it's so nice to see what teams that are drafting right behind you and then therefore the next round right in front of you might do. And so the team that's picking in the last slot, the 12 slot, already picked two running backs they've got Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon so we can kind of think that they probably won't draft another running back here um, and potentially maybe not with their next pick so I'm confident that you know JJ Alex Collins Rashad Penny even Derek Henry one of those guys is probably going to fall to us at the next round in the fourth round so I don't think that we necessarily need to reach for one of those guys here so the guy that I'm going to make a case for is Stefan Diggs Um, I just think that with I just think that with Kirk Cousins in that offense, I, I think that he's going to be a very nice uh, flex boom guy, given that we already have Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins, two of the best receivers in the league. So with Diggs in our flex, I'm going to be feeling very confident that our wide receiver core is going to be top notch. I love it. I, I mean, you know I love it. Stefan Diggs is a guy who I'm all about this Skull year. chant? Oh, uh, stop trying it, Betts. <laughs> Man, you're just trying to bait me out on that skull chant. It ain't happening. It might. It might. If I have another beer or two, it might. But anyway, so I like the Diggs pick. Um, you know, let just I'm just gonna throw it out there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is here on the board, but obviously I am a proponent of punting quarterback way, way late, like talking tenth round and beyond. So in my opinion, I am not gonna take Aaron Rodgers no matter how far he drops. Uh, I mean, seriously, I am not gonna risk investing any value into the quarterback position because I think you lose that replacement value at a different, more important position like running back or wide receiver. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. But uh, Diggs is probably my chop 
top choice on this board as well. Jen, how, how do you feel? I, you guys are making it probably the hardest that it would ever be for me right now to make an argument for someone else because I love Diggs. I really, really do. I just, I love his upside the most out of everything, especially when you're looking at half point PPR. They've got a lot of weapons there. So as far as targets and catches compared to who we already have and maybe, you know, I can't really see the other wide receivers that we've got. I know Fitz is uh, still there. So as far as targets and probably like catches um, at the end of the year, and I I don't think that we're going to beat Fitz, but I am concerned. Here's my concern is let's just say we go Diggs. Okay. And let's say Derrick Henry and or Jahe, maybe even Collins go off the board and then we take Penny. Okay, great. Um, So our RB1 is a rookie with some pretty high risk, just as far as a rookie coming in, Seattle's O-line, you know, just the risk we've already discussed on the show. And then we wait forever, okay? And so our RB2 is going to be bad. I mean, it's just going to be a little difficult. We'll find the value. I know we can do it. If anything, maybe right now we do it and we show, maybe we talk through it and um, see what we end up with. But it's a long wait after that to have three wide receivers um, and only one running back. So I'm just putting that out there. My my case right now, if we're going to go running back, would be Alex Collins. I do think he has a high floor. I loved what I saw at the last last season. Just listen to our last pod if you want to hear me talk about Alex Collins. I'm not doing it. I might river dance a little bit if we pick him. (laughs) But... I'm fine. I'm fine either way. But I just wanted to make that argument so that as people are sitting with this, you know, we do have one more pick at the turn. I would assume we're going to go running back there, but it's going to it's going to be a little bit interesting later. Our running back is probably something we're going to be hitting the waiver wires later. We're going to be looking for that that um, diamond in the rough later this season, I think. Yeah, you know, I I actually do support the Collins pick, and this is coming from a Kenneth Dixon truther, which if you see my timeline recently on Twitter, you know that I've been uh, looking into some data and Mm -hmm. doing some expected points added, which is a really awesome statistical model, but I'm getting nerdy on the bit, so let's skip that real quick. Um, but, But Alex Collins, I think you're right. I think he has a safe amount of carries that he's going to get this year, and and some passing work. I don't think he's any kind of PPR, uh, you know, buff when it comes to like he doesn't get that much of an increase uh, when it comes to PPR leagues, but he, he's you know he's okay at it. I mean, and he's good enough to where he's not uh, a detriment, and that's something that you're okay with. So yeah. as long as he doesn't get pulled off the field too often, that's when you start to run into trouble. Right. So mm-hmm. Alex Collins, I think I can agree with it, even though I do love Stefan Diggs, but we have two awesome wide receivers. We're going to have to go with majority here. I think we go like yeah. you, like we did before. Shout it out. Do your vote. Go ahead. All right. Betts, what's your vote? Not Alex Collins. <laughs> oh. I just think it's I think it's too too high for him uh, personally. Okay. So my that's vote fair. would be Diggs, fair, but it sounds actually. like sounds like you two are on on Collins, so if that's the case, let's let's do it. Man. So I you would go I'm sh- curious, but so if we went running back, I know, right? Would you go Penny? Like where would if you go? If had to go running back, I would probably go Penny. But yeah. for me, I mean, my just my style with drafting is just let the board come to you. And I yeah. personally, I couldn't pass on Diggs in the third. I actually um, I, kind of want to do Diggs and then just see what happens. I kind of want to do that. Uh, all right, let's do that. We're gonna go with like a legit zero RB kind let's of style here. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put Stefan Diggs onto the squad. So so far, we excellent have pick. Yonder- DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, and Stefan Diggs. And I tell you what, if you're going into the season with that lineup, I, uh, yeah, that's, a, right? that's a pretty good look. But unfortunately, shortly afterwards, we had, th- well, Aaron Rodgers and then three running backs. The AI is ruthless. He is a four running back team in the 12th spot. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'll see too you many won't. of those on draft day. So, you know what? We just got to kind of roll with the punches here. But guess what? Do you see who's left on the board here? Betts, you might get a little excited. I am thrilled to see this name still up it's on the board. And honestly, boy. I would have liked to see I would have liked to see Collins follow us there so we could have all have. kind of got our, our guys. That would have been great. That would have yeah. been perfect. And then we could have just smashed accept and gone on. So I didn't say it. It was Rashad Penny is still left on the yes. board. Uh we had Jay Ajay, Derek Henry, and Alex Collins go a spot before us. So that was kind of nasty on uh, eleven spots part. But 
We have Rashad Penny, and I think based on the previous discussion, we can pretty much just smash accept and go home with this one. But Jen, do you have do you have maybe another idea here? Just a possibility? No, I want to go with Penny. I just want you to click on running back just so we can let them know who's left so they know who we're picking Penny over. Just so we can talk that through with them. So that's right. that's a good point. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so we've got Penny left, Kenyon Drake, Sonny Michelle, Mark Ingram, Lamar Miller, Royce Freeman, and Dion Lewis. So I think out of those two, yes, I would definitely vote Michelle. And and I'm just gonna say this right now. If if somehow by all of our good graces combined, Lamar Miller gets back to us. I just realized I said uh, Michelle. <laughs> is that is that a slip of the tongue? I meant Penny. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. Actually, I was totally tracking with what you're saying too. So <laughs> my bad. Um, but anyway, uh, I was just gonna say if Lamar Miller makes it back to us and we t- after Oof. we take Penny, Penny here, I am going to love this start. Can, I am going to love right. it a lot. Can I just say, because, how do you guys yeah. feel about Larry Fitz still being there? Like, where are you taking him? It would if we didn't already have three just really really strong wide receivers. It would be in a half PPR PPR very difficult for me not to get Fitz at this turn. End of the third, I, beginning of the fourth. Are you kidding me? Like. Oh, man. uh, So my concern is that he was only able to salvage last season because uh, David Johnson was out of the lineup. And so that short-range attack was pretty much funneled through Larry Fitz. I mean, the dude's 35 or going to be 35 during the season. And I know it's Larry Fitz. He's going to play forever. But he was already showing his concerns with retiring after this last season and with Bruce Arians gone uh, and a new kind of, you know, regime taking over in Arizona, it it it's it's just not likely that he repeats his performance from years past. I, 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 I can't hate the guy. He's a brilliant football player and he's a Minnesota guy. So I obviously love him for that. But at some point, it's going to stop. He's I, I don't think he will have a hundred catch season. I think it's going to be down in like the 70s or 80s. And it's going to be weaker than we're used to and not worth uh, a fourth round spot. So that's kind of where I'm at on him. I could not disagree more with you, Kent, respectfully. Woo! <laughs> I, uh, and I don't like I don't even like my own take. And that's the worst part <laughs> about it is that it's it's just like my common sense is is fighting my heart. You know, it's like I'm having yeah, an inner sure. battle over it. So sure. that's sure. just that's just how I feel about it. But no, yeah. go go ahead. Make your case for him real quick. I just think, I mean, you brought up the point that David Johnson was at last year, and I totally agree. I think he benefited from that in terms of a target share perspective. But even with David Johnson there this year for a full 16 games, who else are they going to throw the ball to? And you think about who's playing quarterback. It's, you know, Sam Bradford, Sammy Sleeves, who he's checked down Charlie 90% of the time and that's that's fits right now. And this stage of his career, that's his game. Um, they don't really have a strong tight end. And given that he plays that big slot role, uh, I just think the volume is going to be there regardless if David Johnson's there or not. And so in any sort of PPR format, he's definitely a guy that I'm more than willing to take in the fourth round. For the purposes of this draft, I I wouldn't do it just because of our roster construction. But um, in other drafts where I've gone running back early, he's a guy that I'm happy to have as my wide receiver, too. And as far as targets go, I just looked it up really quick because I was curious. I mean, I really was. Did, did they go like drastically up with the absence of David Johnson last year? And he got Fitz got 161 targets um, in 2016. He got 151, and the year before he got 146. So he's going to get those targets, um, whether DJ's there or not. I understand the road of you want to be early, one year early. Um, not one year late on an older player, but I'm kind of with bets on this one. If he's there, especially at this ADP, I'm taking, I'm taking fits roster construction yeah. for us. Just, you know, we, sh- it, it just doesn't make sense for us right now, but if he's still yeah. there, yep. I just need listeners to hear that you should take him. All right. So with our fourth round pick, we're going to lock in Rashad Penny. That was kind of agreed upon mm-hmm. earlier. So we're going to push on ahead we're seeing a few guys come off the board that are kind of intriguing. Deshaun Watson actually went as the quarterback number two, and I know a lot of people have been kind of thinking about him in that range, but you know, if you're going to pony up for that, that's a big risk because this is a fourth-round quarterback and definitely not something I oh, agree with. I'm oh. sorry. I Yeah, I got Stab cut in the heart. Lamar Miller goes one pick before us. These AIs, are they listening to the show? <laughs> Do they have an access to my mic? They know what's going on. 
Um, but anyway, again, it was mostly uh, running backs, wide receivers, very typical. We did have two quarterbacks go, Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady. And then we also had two more tight ends go off the board. That was Zach Ertz and Jimmy Graham. So we're now sitting here with our fifth round pick, end of the fifth, with three wide receivers and a running back. Looking at the list right now, uh, the running back situation is not so great. Is uh, kind of how, as far as like a fifth round value. Tevin Coleman. Uh, I like Tevin Coleman this year a lot. I like him in the fifth yeah. round, actually. Mm-hmm. My only argument against Tevin Coleman, and I know we already have three wide receivers, but you can take this as a testament to how deep the wide receiver pool can go, is that we have Jarvis Landry, Golden Tate, uh, Will Fuller, I guess is kind of a guy, probably not on the same level as those two, but, and then Chris Hogan, who, you know, could benefit from that Edelman vacancy or not, and uh, we'll find out, but I think Jarvis Landry and Golden Tate as as pure value strike me as a better pick than Tevin Coleman. And I, I like Tevin Coleman, and I you know I think they're going to use him quite a bit before he goes to free agency now that Freeman is locked up long-term for them. So I do like Tevin Coleman. I just Jarvis Landry and T- Golden Tate right here in any kind of PPR league, I would be all about that. They'd be can, a wide can, receiver four. Can yeah. you pull up the running backs again for us real quick? Yeah, so looking at the running backs, we have top of the bottom, or excuse me, top of the list down to the bottom is Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack, Marshawn Lynch, Carlos Hyde, Carrion Johnson, and then we're kind of getting down to the next tier beyond that. So I think those are the guys that I might think about going after here. But uh, what are your thoughts, Betts? Yeah, I think I'm with you. I, ideally, we'd like to get Lamar Miller or, you know, even I'd be excited if Deion Lewis fell to us there. So one of those kind of guys is someone I'd be targeting in the fifth round if it works out for our roster. But you mentioned the value is just there and Golden Tate is um, as safe as they come in any sort of PPR format, along with Jarvis Landry. But I just think that with the change of scenery for Landry going to Cleveland, not really sure how that target share is going to work out. I think, you know, it's Golden Tate and Marvin Jones in the passing game in Detroit. So you know what you're going to get um, from Matt Stafford and that offense. So I'm I'm definitely okay going Golden Tate here. Um, like we talked about, a little bit wide receiver heavy, but when the draft falls you in this way and you get that value, you kind of have to capitalize on it. Yep. Jen? What are your thoughts? Tevin. I, I, I think he's Still undervalued. I really, yep. really do. I just I think he has standalone value. I don't think he's any sort of handcuffed. I think in half PPR or PPR, you go, I would go Tevin here and not worry about it. Like, that's when you said Dion Lewis. I'm like, yeah, heck yeah. I go Dion um, and I go Tevin here, mm. but it, it's equal for me. Like, I'm not sure why Dion Lewis is higher than Tevin, a proven guy that has been in the top 20, you know. So for me. Yeah, 100% agreed. And actually, I can get behind the Tevin Coleman pick. Uh, now, if if this were a real draft, lo- looking at these two teams that are behind us, there's a collective one wide receiver on both of their rosters at this point. And so this would probably be three out of four picks being wide receivers. So that means Jarvis Landry, Golden Tate, and then maybe, I don't know, like someone would, would chase the upside of, of the Watson-Fuller coming combo coming back. So, But we got to make a pick. Uh, here at 510. So let's go ahead and do another vote real quick. So I know, Jen, I, I'm just going to shout out your vote. It's Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. Betts, what are you feeling? I think that if this was if this was my team, I'd probably go Golden Tate, like you mentioned, just because I know that another running back of similar uh, value is going to kind of fall around to the turn. But you mentioned the AI is drafting, and so we don't really know what it's going to do. Um, so let's, let's go Coleman. I'm okay with that. All right. Well, tell you what. We have three wide receivers and one running back. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to balance out the roster. We're going to go Tevin Coleman on this pick. And afterwards, we're seeing Greg Olson, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram, and Marlon Mack off the boards. So we now have kind of a bit of flexibility here. We have, you know, a starting lineup, so to speak. We have two running backs and three wide receivers. Um, what about uh, what about Michael Crabtree? What do you guys think about him? Crabtree. The whole situation in Baltimore is just goofy. And Joe Flacco is the starter for the time being. If Lamar Jackson does take over, which some people are thinking he does, and I kind of think he will, but do we know what this offense is going to look like with Lamar Jackson at the helm? And can we trust any wide receiver there right now? I'm not sure. You know, 
it's a valid point about what if Lamar comes in and that I do think the wide receivers in Baltimore are going to get a bump, da- a bump down if that happens. I think the running backs get a bump up because he opens up lanes. But I don't know if you if you can pass up Landry right here, just knowing that he's the slot guy. I was thinking, thinking the exact same that thing. he's going to get you know a good amount of targets, but it's hard because they have so many weapons there. But I've got that's who I sort of have my eye on as far as I think he has the higher floor. But if you want to swing, you know, I can't. See, I don't know if you wanted to isolate running back and wide receiver and see who is left because I can only see a little bit. I don't think we're going quarterback. So Russell and Drew and Carson don't really pan in. So I'm not quite sure who's left. Yeah, I I agree. I think Landry kind of fell here, and I think yeah. it at this point we just take him falling and. We kind of build around that. Uh, Bets, how you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, let's go, Landry. I'm happy with that. We debated him with our last round pick, and so him falling yeah. to us here is definitely, you know, a win. So let's let's go, Landry. I agree. All right, so I am going to head. Go ahead and draft Jarvis Landry. He's going to be our fourth wide receiver, and that makes me feel even better about it. Is that the risk as far as like him being a starter on our roster is really low, and I can get behind him, you know, sitting on the bench and watching what happens for a couple weeks and maybe if he's as a plus matchup throw him in the flex or something but uh all right coming around we had a little bit of a quarterback run cam newton drew Brees, carson wentz and russell wilson all off the board uh as far as far as that goes we are looking at the seventh round and the 10th pick sitting here we have three excuse me two running backs and four wide receivers it might be time well, ooh, you know, I was about to say something, but I I saw a guy on the list here, and I got a little I got a little sweaty. I got a little excited. <laughs> I heard Sammy that Watkins. Voice. Sammy Watkins is here at seven ten. I I'm gonna I can't pass on him here. I don't think I can. Uh, you guys can try and stop me, but if you see someone else on this list who you feel is a better value than Sammy Watkins right now, shout him out. I'm looking at ADP just to see where we are as far as where he's going yeah. right now. Like, where is he? Watkins, 704 in PPR. So right yeah, around I mean, at half you're, PPR you're might that, be a little early, but not, yeah, not by much. When looking at that, Jen, I think that Watkins is a guy who in general, seventh, eighth round that you're able to get him is incredible. Um, people are just kind of giving Tyree Kill the wide receiver one on that team and you know, we've seen Watkins flash in the past, and he's a guy who I haven't even really been a fan of in, in past years just because he's been so inconsistent. But, you know, we know what Pat Mahomes brings to the table, and we know how good that offense is. So with the defense, too, being much worse than what they were last year with all the moving pieces that they've had, I just think that the offense is going to be, you know, passing a lot. And it's going to be great for both Hill and Watkins. So if you're getting Watkins in the seventh round, who could be the wide receiver one on that team, I think that's phenomenal value. That's what I think he is. I think he's the top receiving option there this year. And people are going to vehemently disagree with me. But that's totally fine because in the fantasy industry, people are wrong very frequently just as much as they are right usually. So um, I have my chips in on Watkins this year. Another guy who I am see sitting here but I don't think is as good of a value is going to be Rex Burkhead, who I think sit, would be our, wide, or excuse me, our running back three. And now, again, if we're playing with real people, once again, the two guys behind us have a combined two wide receivers at this point. But this strategy hasn't really worked out for me up until this point uh, with the AI going very heavy on the running backs. Uh, but I could... Uh, see taking Sammy Watkins here and then getting Rex on on the come around here. So what? How do you guys feel about that? Will you isolate the running backs just so I can see who we're even talking about Absolutely. here, just comparatively with him? Oh, okay. So yeah, we got Rex, Ronald Jones, Chris Thompson, Isaiah Crowell, C.J. Anderson, Nick Chubb, Jamal Williams. It's kind of all. I think they're all kind of in the same tier. There's not too much of a gap there. It's all. It's kind of risky, no matter where you land. So. I think as far as now our position is I'm not too worried. Like one of these will fall to us and it'll be meh. But this is exactly what I want to point to as far as our choices earlier. That now we have a really, really strong wide receiver core and our running back core is not great and not strong. And so we're actually considering taking a wide receiver here again when we only have Tevin Coleman and who is our RB1? I don't even remember anymore. Who's our RB1? Uh, we went with uh, Rashad, Rashad Penny. Penny. Rashad Penny. Yeah. So high risk, guys. 
that we don't even know how they're going to pan out. So this is definitely not necessarily the roster for everybody. <laughs> and this, running back uh, is going to, to me a lot. Is going to yeah. it, it hasn't because I think I have at some points gone the safe route of oh man, there's a Watkins sitting there and I need to shear this up or I'm not necessarily. I think Watkins falling this far. It's 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 just that's the point. It's really hard to pass up this value, but wide receiver is deeper. And I think it's good we're highlighting that of this is what your team's gonna look like. But we only have two running backs right now. So that's a that's a very fair point. So let's try and isolate it here. I think for me it's between Rex Burkin and Ronald Jones. Does anyone have a different opinion than that? If we were gonna go running back, those are the two that I'd be looking at here. All right, so let's let's do this. Let's talk about best between those two. In a real draft, I, I know you you would have done differently. I would have taken Wat, Watkins in a heartbeat there, and I would just try to hit the waivers hard for running backs. Like I'll recover in some way or another. But we're gonna go with running back here. So let's go Rex or Ronald Jones, unless oh, you think there's someone else. Oh, we're definitely gonna do it. Okay, I was just making the point yeah. for the listeners. I think it would be really hard to pass on Watkins. So I just want to make that. That's. Because I, you know what, I think we can get one of Rex or Ronald Jones on on. Let's do on it. Last around. time we did my let's, way, and yeah. I think you're probably right. We probably could have gotten Tevin. So let's do it your way this time, and we'll just see. Let's see who falls to us. Let's okay. go. Let's go Watkins, right. and let's just you get your guy Kent. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, do Watkins. Woo, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> let's go. And let's just hey, see. Hey, oh, look, they finally okay. All right, okay. So Rex Rex Burke Rex Burkhead came off the board as uh, as well as a couple of wide receivers and Kirk Cousins. So I think this is an easy pick right now. We can go Ronald Jones, and there's no one else really close for me uh, in redraft league. Nick Chubb's down there, but I think, you know, you know, obviously my standpoint is coming from Hyde is going to be the lead guy there, so I'm not as big on it. But Ronald Jones, I think, leads that backfield this year and, and doesn't have any issue doing it. So and we're hoping we with, with this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yep, I think we're totally. hoping with the uh, the suspension as well. Maybe they'll rely on the running backs in the beginning of the season yeah. if Winston is out. Yeah, um, we Absolutely. are. Yeah, Good point. Clearly, we're we're a little risky with our running backs. We got two rookies, but hey, we're going for it. So, all right, we're gonna throw Ronald Jones onto the roster. So up until this point, we have three running backs. That is Rashad Penny, Tevin Coleman. And Ronald Jones, and then we have four wide receivers, excuse me, five wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, Jarvis Landry, and Sammy Watkins. And now we're starting to see some like high-end defenses going off the board and definitely more quarterbacks. So now we're at 9-10 here. I might I might think about a quarterback at this point. Honestly, Matt Stafford went one pick before us. If he wasn't gone, I think I'd probably take him. But we definitely still have options here. We have like Phillip Rivers. Andrew Luck, if you're buying the the yoked Luck hype, um, we got Patrick you know my Mahomes, on that. Mariota. Yeah, I know your stance. So um, it's something to think about. But as far as other high value guys, is there anyone that's striking your fancy here? I think there's one. I think Jamal Williams might be a decent running back for for this roster. If he if would he, win the job, up, I don't know if, if I that's could. The thing. I would argue Rivers right now. That's, that's Rivers what is think. a good pick. Yeah, Kent, that's who's, how you who's feel. available at the tight end position? Can you pull that up? At the tight end, let's go ahead and look at the tight ends. We got George Kittle, Jack Doyle, Tyler Eifert, OJ Howard, David Joku, and then we kind of drop to the next tier there. Austin Severian Jenkins, uh, and beyond that's a little bit less. Gross. So yeah, gross, gross, gross. I had a love affair with Trey Burton, and he went last round. So yeah, sad face. Um, and and I have been punting tight end as well. I mean, I I haven't been taking them until last couple rounds honestly and i'll just grab some uh, personally i'm a i'm a hayden hurst guy but i, I know people don't like that so um i'm a ricky seals jones girl ricky late seals round jones. you know hey yeah you got your charles clay <laughs> back there you right? got your like uh i don't know like eric ebron i think austin hooper there's definitely guys back there so let's let's avoid ted and maybe another round or two i'm yeah, feeling philip rivers here what do you think bets yeah kent and yeah. i are kind of feeling I think he'll go. I think Rivers will go in this next round. So it's it's really just about what you think. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd be fine with kind of any number of those quarterbacks. Personally, I think Big Ben was still sitting there. You mentioned Andrew mm. Luck. You know, that could be a pick later on. Oh, was as Ben the there? Summer goes by. Big Ben's yeah. there. Ooh, Jen's very excited as a Steeler. Fan. I'm not. I just um, think his upside. I think we're looking at the Pat epitome Mahomes. of the floor in the season. Is, it, is yeah. this is this where I tell you that Ben Roethlisberger is a quarterback three for me? 
Ooh. That's where he's at in my rankings this year. This is, is I, I think have, it's what's hard. I have him is, outside my top twenty-four. What is difficult for people now is that Ben has probably the highest ceiling that I mean, with just the weapons he has and the games we've seen. I mean, he monsters out, right? But you have also seen his floor, and it is yeah. devastatingly low. Um, and so I understand when people pass on him. I haven't seen him fall this far, though. I have to be honest. I have not seen him chilling with Rivers down here in the ninth. So for me, I'm fine with either one of those picks here. I always wait on QB to get Ben right there. It's kind of crazy. But I'm, I also love Rivers. So I'm, well, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I've I'll been fine either, with either of those guys. Quick question for you guys. Mm-hmm. I know we got to kind of speed this up, but we do have Keenan Allen on the roster. Does that factor into your Rivers Allen stack? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's nice. Yeah. I mean, you got to ride the wave a little bit, and hopefully, you have some fill-in material on the bye week. But I never worry about bye weeks at the draft, so um, it's not something I'm crazy. I'm not. It's not something I'm worried about, and it's it's nice if you you hit those really big weeks with those two. Yeah. So it's more something uh, I'm excited yeah. about with it. Yeah, more something I think would be a good stack and might make me okay. lean one way or the other as far as quarterback goes. I tell you what, we got, I think, five rounds left here, so let's go ahead and lock in Phillip Rivers and kind of move ahead here. We're getting into the last later rounds. Alan Hearns went right behind us. Actually, he was something that I was eyeing up a little bit mm-hmm. because I think he'd be a good good pick back here. But mm-hmm. um, I think with this pick, my vote is Jamal Williams, and at this point you're just chasing that that chance that he ends up leading the backfield. And it's kind of a 50-50 shot with Aaron Jones there. I think Ty Montgomery is nothing more than a pass catcher. Um, but Jamal Williams was the guy they were touting the rock with uh, later in the season last year, so that's kind of how a, I feel about it. Yeah. What about uh, Jen's guy? Is uh, is Carry on there? Hmm. I think Carry he went. On? No, I believe he went earlier. Yeah, Did he? Okay. he is jumping yeah. up the boards, jumping like with very minimal you- news out of Detroit. I mean, as far as I've seen, it's not. I mean, they're saying great things, but they're still. I, I don't know. I. I don't know. It makes me nervous where he's jumping to, but yeah, I don't know. All right. I love carry on, but uh, I think he's going a little high right now. I think the hype train is getting, getting to people. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a good point. Um, I, I have a vote here for Jamal. What are you guys thinking? Who you, who do you like on the list? I'd be fine with Jamal Williams. I think that out of all the backs in green Bay, I'm probably more of an Aaron Jones fan, but if you can get um, one of their backs, three rounds later, so Jones went in the seventh, who might have just as much of a chance to take control of that backfield and get a starting running back in the tenth round. I mean, that's that's stealing at that point if that actually does happen. So um, at this point, we're shooting for upside, so I'm, I'm good with Jamal Williams here. I, All right. Yeah, I've lost the vote, but I think my Taimo, I like him better um, at this point, but I don't know what to make of Green Bay. Um, I'm going with Jamal yeah. and Timo because just because the value because they drop so far and Aaron Jones is going earlier than them, so it could re- you could flip a coin. So if you guys are all on Jamal and you think that he's going to get some opportunity, I'm fine with it. It's I mean it's sketchy, but it's a tenth round running back. So at this point, I'm definitely not like afraid to take the risk. You know, versus kind of the other guys that are sitting here, uh, it's a little bit less daunting of a pick. And so we went ahead and we locked him in. We had a few more defenses come off the board. I was really hoping that we could get the Vikings because I think they're going to be the number one defense. And I'm totally not a homer, I promise. But Skull chant. Uh, number skull chant. Two. Number <laughs> skull two. chant. This is now the third time Betts is trying to get to do the skull chant on this podcast. So It will happen. Maybe by the end I'll do it, but probably not. So, all right. We had four defenses come off the board. We are at the 11th round. Uh, I probably at this point now, since I didn't get a top defense, I'm not even caring about it. I'll probably just leave it until the last two picks with the kicker. Uh, here, I think George Kittle would be our tight end, and he'd be our first tight end, but he's definitely a guy who has some intrigue with Jimmy Garoppolo being in town now. Uh, we also have Tyler Eifert and Jack Doyle up here, if you guys have any interest in either of them. what do you, How do you feel? I... <sighs> It's so hard because when Eifert is healthy, I mean, he's one of their main weapons there, but he's never healthy. And this time it's a back issue. And he's not even, I know it's early, but it hasn't exactly been encouraging, I guess, news out of camps, minicamp and OTAs about where he's at. And so for me, I 
think this is too early for that high of a risk with our only tight end. Like, I've seen him drop, 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 drop. Um, so I'm not necessarily worried about him. Kittle, I could go for Kittle here. I, I, I don't know who else is around, but I think after this, it gets real ugly and we should just wait if we're not going to go tight end. Yeah. I, I've taken yeah. Kittle in quite a few best balls. I think he has some in, intriguing upside. I, you know, they don't have a lot of super talented wide receivers in San Francisco. They have a couple decent guys and some rookies, but I think Kittle's a guy who could be a nice um, like safety blanket for Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Betts, what were yeah, you going to say? Yeah, I think Kittle has tight end one upside for sure. I mean, when you get past the first five or six, it gets pretty gross pretty quick, and he's a guy who I think, um, if you're getting him here this late, he could he could provide a nice return on that investment in the 11th round. So I'd be totally fine going Kittle here. And, you know, if we do go Kittle, which we probably will, but it pretty much kind of cements the idea that you you might end up streaming. You know, you might end up dropping him and playing matchups, and that's totally fine. Uh, but having someone on the roster who you think at least has that starter quality to him is, is something worth grabbing. So coming back around 12th round, we are almost done here. We have four more picks. Uh, I think we've done pretty well so far. We have four running backs, three wide receivers. Or no, excuse me. I am reading the wrong number. We have uh, we have four running backs and six, yeah, five wide receivers. I cannot count today. So um, anyway, let's take a look at who's left on the board. At this point, I'm purely going value. I am not worried really about positional filling anymore since we have a tight end and a quarterback. So is there anyone who you like at this spot? Can you isolate each position? Cameron Meredith is, is just on the overall is jumping out at me, but I need to see each one. Ooh, Hines is there. Yeah, I Hines do like strikes him. Strikes me. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Dixon. If, if Okada was here, we'd yet. have Hines. No question. I yeah. would not think let us pass him up. Hines. Yeah, Hines is a good pick, and we definitely still need another running back here yeah. uh, to kind of I would go, play off. I would go him or even Geo too. I mean, Geo's a guy who everyone's just down on, but he's got a secure role in the offense and. At this late, it's definitely not an upside pick if that's what we're going for. But he's someone that you could certainly plug into your into your lineup. Um, I'd be I'd be fine with Hines here, though. Hines, uh, and I mean both of those guys are pass catching backs. So uh, the only thing though is you know Bernard is behind Mixon and Hines is behind Marlon Mack. Who true? There's definitely more you know value in Mixon. I would say right now as far as likelihood of dominating the backfield. So Hines, I think, has more opportunity. I don't know if that plays out that way, but that's that's how I kind of see it. So, mm-hmm. Plus, um, if, if Luck gonna, doesn't come yeah. back or he's less than 100%, they're probably going to be down, so they might be using him a little bit more. So there's just game scenarios that I could see them playing more to Hines than maybe as far as that goes. Yeah, lot, lots, of, lots of passing, short plays, just trying to get first downs. Um, I vote Hines here. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right, and we're locking in Hines, so we're going to take the long journey around the 12th round and back through the 13th. We have some more defenses. Uh, Tyler Eifert went one pick after us. Uh, at this point, we don't need to really take another tight end, which is pretty obvious, but... Oh, we have kickers off the board. Greg Zerloin, Justin Tucker, and Steve Goskowski have all been taken in the 13th round. I'm not going to touch them until the 15th round. So this is basically our last pick that could be a skill position, you know, our 14th and 15th pick are going to be defense kicker. Let's just go ahead and say that right now. But, uh, I I think we know who Kent's going to want. I think, you know, who I want Kenneth Dixon is sitting here on the board and I think he's going to beat Buck Allen out for that pass catching role in Baltimore. I know that is a slightly a hot take, but, um, I'm all about it. Does any, are there any wide receivers that strike you as interesting here? I mean, it's kind of a weak mm. crew. Doxon, I might actually consider Doxon, but mo- mostly because he's the only guy who I think could end up having like eight touchdowns randomly with, with that offense. So I'd be fine with him. I love Kenneth Dixon. Um I think it's like a yeah. my guy kind of a kind of a yeah exactly person because I, I mean point, I have Westbrook I've got some before we found out about Winston I had some Djax like that's kind of the range we're in I think you're take you're you're taking a swing Doxon being there is interesting Amendola but it's Miami you know you don't know if him or Albert Wilson's going to do it so I would say the guys we've mentioned Kenneth Dixon. I'm, I'm honestly like just giving the, it to you, Kent. Like I'm just giving him to you. Right? I would not choose Dixon. 
Um, yeah. But but if you want him, I'm fine with it because it, this really is the kind of swing you have to go for your guy right now. Who do you have a feeling? It, take about? your guy once once you get after like the tenth round. Here if I would you have take Dawson. About a guy, just just get him. Yeah, I would take actually, Dawson. You know I'll be I'm totally on board with the Dachshund train. That's um, what I would do. Yeah, bets. Yeah, I mean thirteenth round, he's got a chance to be the wide receiver one on that team, and if you're getting that type of player that late. Um, the worst case scenario is he doesn't work out and you, you cut him and you scoop someone else up, someone else, excuse me, off of waivers. So for that price, I'm fine with the upside of Doxon there. Okay. Let's go ahead and run with Doxon. And that is our final skill position pick. So we're going to go through these last couple really quickly. We're going to take the top defense off the board. Uh, I think the saints look pretty good to me out of this lineup. Do you, do you disagree? Mm-mm, I agree. Bueller oh, saints looks is a, good. are an awesome Northern defense. So I would go them. Nice. Nice and young. They had a great season last year. I'd be totally fine with having them in the 14th round. And coming back around, we are going to grab a kicker. I, will, might, I might as well wait and tell you who it is. It doesn't really matter, but uh, it's certainly something to go Ooh, is Boswell over. Gonna stay? I'm waiting for the final AI picks here. So our kicker is going to be the Screaming Eagle, Jake Elliott. Coming off the board and onto our roster. So that wraps up a 15-round mock draft. I'll go over the roster here one more time. Guys, how do you, how do you feel about this league? Or Excuse me, how do you feel about our team? Can we see it again? I feel good yeah, right now. I'm trying to pull up. I'm trying <laughs> to pull off to our, uh, our listeners there, Kent, from top to bottom. Who we all got. right, I'll just read them off. I was trying to get a full board. but All right, so from top to bottom, we have DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, Rashad Penny, Tevin Coleman, Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Ronald Jones, Philip Rivers, Jamal Williams, George Kittle, Naeem Hines, Josh Doxson, and then the Saints defense and Jake Elliott as our kicker. Personally, I'd be happy with that draft. I feel good. Honestly. I, feel good. I would be really excited for that, that yeah. roster, especially given how awesome our receiving core is. Right. Um, it's definitely a, you know, you zig when others zag, but we were a little weak at running back, but I think that our yeah. strength in the wide receiver position will carry us in that we just need one of those guys to hit, and we took a couple of dart throws in the late rounds, so the chances yep. of that happening I feel like are pretty good. Um, you know, So with that being said, I'm, I'm happy with this team, and I'd be excited to draft this team. 100% agree. 100% agree. Well, well done, Jen. Bets. We, uh, we had a pretty solid mock draft here. And uh, I'm really excited about this roster. I think that this is something I'd consider doing if I was at the back half of the drafting order. So overall, solid job. Well done. Hands, hands, Hats off to you. Um, but real quick before we go, just a reminder to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify. Ooh. Find us on there. Subscribe. Yeah, we are all over the place. The red shirts are coming at you. So keep your keep your eyes out and your ears listening. And hopefully we'll see you at the next episode. And once again, we are the Red Shirts. Skull Chant.